Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Years ago, I had the mother of this young man on the program a couple times, and that woman was Senator Mary Lou Rath, and we have her son, who now is a state senator, following in her shoes, her footsteps, Edward Rath III. He's a Republican conservative. He represents the 61st Senate District, which encompasses parts of Erie, Monroe counties, and all of Genesee County. Senator Ed Rath is ranking member of the Senate Committees on Local Government and Elections. He is also a member of the City's two Health, Labor, and Budget and Review Committees. Uh, uh, very much a gentleman, a classy guy in uh, government service, former Erie County legislator, He's sort of a quiet worker bee, and we're happy to have him with us today. Now, we have a real crisis in Albany, and uh, it's sort of shocking. It's taking over the national and international news, and I'm talking about Andrew Cuomo, who's been a fixture in state government for four decades. And it's all about COVID and reporting the numbers, and uh, his staffer said that uh, they were scared of the Trump administration bothering them, but now they're being bothered because they reported 40 to 50 percent less numbers of the COVID uh, uh, deaths from nursing homes where Andrew Cuomo forced these uh, patients into the nursing homes and were the very vulnerable, uh, uh, frail population. And we're talking probably about 13,000 deaths. The question on everybody's mind, Senator Ed Rath, is Andrew Cuomo finished? Is his career over with? How do you assess Andrew Cuomo today, Senator Ed Rath? Well, thank you, Brian, for the opportunity to catch up with you today. And uh, I appreciate your very gracious introduction. And it really is my honor to be the state senator for the 61st District and to answer your question, this crisis that we are confronted with right now uh, with our governor uh, and his intentional uh, cover-up of uh, nursing home deaths and the failure for him to share this information uh, is the a biggest crisis that I've ever been a part of in government. And we need to get to the bottom of this as soon as possible because there are major questions that are not being answered. There is significant and important information that has been withheld for a very long period of time. And we have taken a number of steps uh, in the state Senate to address these concerns and this 
failed management of this governor. And let me give you some examples, Brian. Please. First and foremost, uh, we have been calling for the repeal of the governor's emergency powers for 14 straight sessions. And in fact, I stood on the floor of the state Senate on the 2nd of February and pleaded with my colleagues on the other side of the aisle to repeal these emergency powers, which the governor has unilateral control of New York State, and he has unilaterally mismanaged and failed in his leadership responsibility in New York. Secondly, we've been calling for a full-scale investigation of this governor and this intentional and disrespectful cover-up since last summer. And this investigation should be conducted, I believe, uh, as soon as possible. And when you get to the bottom of this intentional and partisan politic cover-up that this governor and his administration accomplished, and we need to get to the facts because the families who have lost loved ones need us as state representatives to get to the bottom of this. We're going to fulfill, I believe, our responsibility of an independent investigation, and let's find out where the facts take us. And if the facts lead us to obstruction of justice, then let's follow the next course of action within the state house. This governor needs to be held accountable as soon as possible. All right, uh, let's um, talk about uh, not reporting these deaths. Uh, if you remember, Senator Ed Rath, uh, President Trump brought in the USS Comfort ship that could have handled over a thousand COVID patients. The Javits Center was set up for with a couple thousand, I think maybe fifty or. A hundred patients were put in each of these facilities, and instead the governor pushed these people who were ill to a weak and vulnerable uh, population. Um, let's talk about reporting of these deaths. Uh, uh, why was it wrong for Andrew Cuomo uh, to not report these uh, deaths. What is the mistake? Why, why is there a cover-up when he really didn't need to do it? Was he trying to brag to the country that he was doing a better job when he wasn't? Uh, what was the real reason why this was wrong and improper behavior by Andrew Cuomo? You hit the nail right on the head, Brian. This was wrong and this was improper. And this was also disrespectful to the residents across New York State. We were in the middle of the worst pandemic that we have experienced in the last 100 years. And when you're in a pandemic, you rely on your government to be forthright, honest, factual, and also provide all the information that is necessary to every individual in the state and every agency in the state. And in August, there was a Department of Justice inquiry into the nursing home deaths. This wasn't an investigation at that point. This was an inquiry. And we heard Last week, from Melissa DeRosa, the governor's executive secretary, that they froze when it came to that information, and they intentionally chose to not share the true and factual number of deaths in our nursing homes for partisan political purposes. And when they chose to do that, what they did in many ways was they did not provide successfully the information that needed to be uh, accomplished through the Department of Justice inquiry, as well as the fact that if they had been truthful and honest and level with the New York uh, residents, we would have started to get to the bottom of this in August or even earlier and not where we are right now, which is the end of February of 2021, when 15,000 lives were lost and 9,000 positive COVID positive patients were released from hospitals back into our nursing homes, back into the area where people are the most immunocompromised. 
and when lives were lost because of this failed policy and this failed leadership of this governor, and he chose partisan political motivations instead of protecting the health and the safety and the wellness of the residents of New York State. This is exactly why we need to have this independent investigation to search and study and learn all of the facts, learn all the decision-making, and let's see where those facts lead us. If those facts lead us to obstruction of justice, then let's follow the next course of action with regards to this governor. I will tell you this. This is one of the most incredible betrayals of the public trust I have ever seen in government, and this governor needs to be held strictly accountable, and everyone in his administration, from Commissioner Zucker all the way on through the Department of Health, we need to have subpoenas to the Department of Health to get this full investigation and answers that need to be provided to the residents of the state of New York. I am frustrated, I'm disappointed, and I'm fed up, and we need to solve this problem as soon as possible and let the state legislature get back to work because we are a co-equal branch of state government, and as such, we need to be a part of this conversation instead of excluded from it by this governor. Well, let's talk about the next step, Senator Ed Rath, and in our lifetimes we've seen uh, Watergate. Uh, we've seen the problems that Trump has had the last few months. We've seen the Bill Clinton impeachment. And let's go to the next step. If it is proven that Andrew Cuomo on purpose lied with the numbers when he knew it was thousands more and told the opposite story for perhaps self-serving uh, purposes, should this government we have a few choices. Should he be arrested? Should he be impeached? Should he resign from office? What should be done? What is the next step with Andrew Cuomo's career? I think the first thing we need to do is we need to follow the facts, and we need to see where in this investigation the facts lead us. That's critically important because I think this is very similar to uh, if you are trying to cross a stream and you're going from one rock to the next. You can't jump multiple rocks. You have to take your time, go through the process, and follow the investigation and the pathway that it leads us. If, in fact, he did obstruct justice, which that's a very strong possibility, then we need to keep all of our options open as to where we go forward from this. Right now, I will tell you this. This governor has lost the trust of the residents of New York State. He has lost the capacity to lead, and he has absolutely 100% lost the uh, communication platform to share with the residents of New York State what's happening with regards to COVID. No one trusts him, no one believes in him, and no one is willing to really grant him the uh, sole authority to lead New York State anymore. And this is now a bipartisan effort to take back this unilateral power of this governor and this is gaining a tremendous amount of momentum for us to go through the investigative process. And as we go through that investigative process, let's leave our options open. But this governor needs to be held strictly accountable. And not only that, Brian, let me share this. Mm -hmm. When he was asked specifically about uh, what happened with regards to the intentional cover-up uh, and the loss of life uh, that uh, happened in New York State, which was tragic, and, and each and every life that was lost uh, has affected families across New York State, one of the reporters asked him if he would apologize. And he did not apologize. He said that mistakes were made, but he never specifically apologized. And you know what? This governor owes everyone in New York State a heartfelt, sincere, and a truthful accounting for what happened and a 100% apology because 
mistakes were made and lives were lost and the families who have grieved and the families who couldn't even properly grieve because they couldn't visit their residents or their family members within the nursing homes because of confusing and uh, you know unsure policies within to the visitation rights uh, for nursing homes. So he has to apologize. He has to man up, and he needs to come truthful to the residents of New York State. Until he does that, we're going to keep this pressure on, and we're going to make sure that he is held accountable. Very good. Our guest today uh, comes from a wonderful family. This uh, gentleman's grandfather was the first Erie County executive. His mother was a state senator, and now he is a state senator in the same seat. We're talking about Edward Rath III from a very distinguished, well-regarded family leading Western New York. If you're listening in Amherst or Montreal or Washington, D.C., to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway. Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners as this station has received letters as far away as New Zealand and Scandinavia. A plug here, ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. A little bit more information about State Senator Edward Rath III, Republican conservative independents, was elected to the State Senate in 2020. Prior to being elected to the Senate, Senator Rath was an Erie County legislator for 13 years. He has built a reputation for being a fierce advocate for the community, putting taxpayers first. Senator Rath has advocated for stronger economy, government transparency and accountability in a more affordable, safer uh, community. Thank you to those who called regarding our recent guest, Eric Reichert, who is an international vice president of Ford and Chrysler, Pete Sauer, president of Calspan, and Ambassador Eric Javits. Now let's talk about the emergency powers. And this seems like a bipartisan effort because I've heard uh, Assemblyman Burke uh, push for the removal of these emergency powers. He's a prominent uh, South Buffalo Democrat, and you are a Republican senator from Amherst. Should we take away emergency powers now from Governor Andrew Cuomo? Absolutely, Brian. Uh, These emergency powers should have been stripped from this governor a long time ago because he has lost the capacity to lead and he has lost the capacity to unilaterally find solutions to the COVID crisis and the COVID challenges that we are faced with. We have two co-equal branches of government in New York State. We have the executive, the governor, and we also have the state house, the state senate and the state assembly. And It's designed so that we are supposed to be working together, finding solutions, and collaborating on the issues that are confronting New York State. In the very beginning of the crisis, 
we all agreed that the governor should have had those emergency powers because there was a great unknown. And in the beginning, the work that was done was necessary and appropriate. But as the time passed, he started to continue, uh, or I should say he started to uh, lead our state down the wrong direction. And we really came to find out with regards to the nursing home cover-up and the failure to report the deaths in our nursing homes that he started to lose the trust in the residents of the state of New York. So having those emergency powers repealed has to happen as soon as possible. I'm very confident we're going to see some proposed legislation early part of next week to uh, remove those emergency powers. I will sign on for that. And in fact, on February 2nd, as I had said earlier, I was advocating for these emergency powers to be repealed so that the state Senate and the state assembly can have a seat at the table. We all represent a significant number of the millions of New Yorkers in our districts and their voices need to be heard and their perspective needs to be advocated for. So at the very least, let's repeal these emergency powers, but this is only a very small portion of what we need to do with regards to this COVID crisis. Let's get to the bottom of this intentional cover-up through this investigation. Let's follow the facts. Let's see where they lead us. And if there's obstruction of justice, let's keep our options open, but make sure this governor is accountable and answerable to the people, because right now he is not. Senator Ed Rath, let's talk about restaurants. Uh, studies have said yes. that 1.4% of COVID cases are uh, transmitted in restaurants and bars. Why in God's name for the last year have all these restaurants been shut down when we can distance ourselves, we can wear masks, we can use hand sanitizer? Why put these uh, hundreds of thousands of waiters, busboys, dishwashers, cashiers out of work in New York State? Where's the sense in this, Senator Ed Rath? I'll tell you, this was a uh, senseless policy when it comes to our restaurants and many of our small businesses who have struggled like they've never struggled before, Brian. And I sat with numerous restaurants in countless roundtable discussions and talked to them about their challenges and asked them uh, you know, how they were barely even surviving. And we had some of the most um, iconic restaurants on the verge of bankruptcy. And let me tell you, the governor never once spent time sitting down and talking to the New York State Restaurant Association and some of the local restaurants that I have talked with right here in western New York, if he had, they could have potentially figured out a pathway for them to reopen significantly earlier than they did. He could have come to realize that, like you said, restaurants are not super spreaders and lives and and jobs uh, could have been significantly enhanced and improved with the reopening of our restaurants. But he never spent the time talking with them. All he did with his unilateral powers was just force these mandates and these decrees on all of our restaurants and our small businesses. And some of these restaurants are third, fourth, fifth generation restaurants that their life savings are are invested in these businesses. And like I said, they were on the verge of bankruptcy. And thankfully, we're starting to get uh, somewhat reopened with regards to our restaurants. And it could not have come uh, soon enough because restaurants are, in essence, a quintessential small business that has been struggling. And if I can give you one quick point, sure. Brian, I just proposed my first bill in the state Senate, and it's called the Save Our Small Business Grant Program. Good. And I'm very, very excited about this uh, grant program that we have proposed. And I sure hope that my colleagues in the state Senate pay close attention to what we've done here, because each and every year we have regional economic development money through our regional economic development councils, which hands out state grant money for economic development. 
Well, last year, hundreds of millions of dollars with regards to those grants was not spent. So my idea is to take these hundreds of millions of dollars that have not been spent across New York State and set up a grant program for small businesses so that these local REDCs can establish a process whereby small businesses can apply for the grant relief that they are more than entitled to from New York State so they can get back on their feet. If it's a restaurant, if it's a bar, if it's an entertainment facility, if it's a small business, right now they have not seen any help or support from New York State. So let's take this economic development money, which is unspent right now, and push it into our small businesses, not for a handout, but for a hand up for them to get back onto their feet and functioning as a viable business once again. So my Save Our Small Business grant program, uh, I'm going to be advocating very aggressively for because it's a creative idea to help our small businesses at a time in which they need it the most. And government can step up and provide solutions. And this is a creative solution for our small businesses. So I'm going to be pushing very hard for these businesses and their hand up to emerge out of COVID-19. Wonderful. We need legislators who are going to help businesses instead of putting them out of business. Florida has been booming for months, and they have a lower rate of transmission, and they have 2 million more people than in New York State. Uh, if you're listening in Cheektowaga, Toronto, or Manhattan, drop us a note to ESPN Radio. Please write to Brian Rusk. ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards from our Canadian and European listeners. A little bit more, more information about Senator Ed Rath as a legislator. His leadership led to the creation of the county's Silver Alert Local Law, an amber alert for seniors that has since become a model program statewide. Senator Ed Rath has also been a longtime member of the legislature's Public Safety Committee, where he was a champion for our first responders and has led efforts against cyber bullying. Senator Ed Rath, son of the great state senator Mary Lou Rath, and grandson of the first county executive Ed Rath. Now let's talk about opening up the schools. In Sweden, the schools were never shut down. They had one and a half million children in the schools in Sweden that were open with zero deaths from COVID. Why don't we open up our schools immediately and follow the lead of Sweden? Senator Ed Rath. We should be opening up our schools immediately. And we've come to realize that our schools, doesn't matter if it's a grade school, middle school, or high school, is not an environment for super spreading of COVID-19. And our children are some of the most vulnerable, as well as our seniors, during this COVID-19 pandemic. And our children, their developmental um, abilities have been curtailed. They have significantly struggled with their education over the last year, and also their emotional stability and their emotional well-being. You know, our children are our future. And if we're not following the policies and the strategies to educate and to develop and to nurture our children, we're failing as a government. And right now, with our schools being closed, this has been another, another failure of this Cuomo administration to not find a pathway to getting our schools open as soon as possible, because we know they're not the threat that originally it was presented to us that our children were in schools. Not only the schools, but also the environment around the schools. And what I'm, what I'm referring to is 
the sports and the arts and the entertainment and the social activity and extracurriculars that our children have done. That has in large part been shut down for the past year, and our kids have been unnecessarily uh, punished by this governor because of this failed policy of the closure of our schools. So I'm calling for the immediate strategic, practical, and safe reopening of our schools. Let's get our kids and our teachers back in the school environment so they can start to move on beyond this pandemic. Not a moment too soon, Brian. Yeah, it's tragic. It's as if these kids lost a year, and I talk to people, and they say their 8-year-old is sitting in front of a computer screen for eight hours a day. Uh, that's not fair. That's not humane. It's it's it, it's just horrible to punish these children. Let's talk about the Brian. Mis- there's there's yes. one other point. There's one Please. other point to add here, which is very very important with regards to our schools and all of our communities, and that's the fact that there is uh, a major lack of connectivity to broadband access, and particularly uh, for those children who are in our schools, if they don't have high-speed Internet access, how on earth are they supposed to go into a Zoom classroom? Quite quite honestly, they can't. Since they can't go into that Zoom classroom, what are they doing? And what type of a solution are we providing in New York State to get them the Internet connectivity that they need so that they can be educated through Zoom or whatever other type of electronic uh, processes the schools were using? So what they were doing was they were, thank goodness for our libraries, they were going to our libraries, mm-hmm. or they were at times going even into their school parking lots and utilizing a Wi-Fi hotspot from a school bus. And I've heard upwards of 25% of school kids in New York State do not have high-speed Internet access. And this is once again an example of uh, failed leadership and failed strategy when it comes to making the proper investments in our infrastructure in New York State. So broadband access in urban communities suburban communities and particularly rural and agricultural communities has been a massive challenge and this governor has not followed up on his investment to make sure we know where we need to make that infrastructure uh, investment in rural broadband and it's also hurt small businesses farmers and rural uh, based businesses that don't have the high speed internet access that they need so let's start focusing on the, the the solutions that we can provide in new york state to access services if it's education if it's uh, E911 for our public safety with regards to infra- infrastructure and rural broadband. Let's put our eye on the ball right there, and let's make sure we solve that problem as well. Yes, I've heard this from civic leader Newstead, Eli Kopti. Uh, he was telling um, Judge uh, Penny Wolfgang and her daughter Robin about the problem with no uh, rural broadband. So uh, it's a real problem. I hear it in Newstead from Eli Kopti, so you make a lot of sense on that. We have about 40 seconds left. Your goals in this next legislative session, Senator Ed Rath. Thank you, Brian. Uh, my goals are quite simple. And we need to focus our attention as aggressively as possible on COVID-19 and taking the emergency powers away from this governor as soon as possible. We need to get to the bottom of this intentional nursing home data cover-up with a full-scale investigation. Let's follow the facts where they lead us. And also, we're working very aggressively on the budget right now. And I'm going to make sure that this New York State budget is spending the money in the proper places. And we are prioritizing the core services for the residents of the state of New York. Okay, I'm sorry we have to come to a close. Uh, We've learned a great deal from this gifted state senator, 
Edward Rath. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, our director of production for the last 15 years. Thank you for enlightening us regarding the crisis in Albany, State Senator Ed Rath. Have a great week. Thank you, Brian. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.